It's the Play Cousins Podcast. We are back for another week. I am absolutely happy to see you, Lindsay. I'm happy to see you, too. We're racking up these episodes. We are. We're we're getting close to episode 20, I think. I think this is episode 20. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So clap your hands for that. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, we, we started this with a dollar and a dream. And um, you know now in the dream. We, we got about five, six dollars. You know, still dreaming <laughs> but making it. You know, yeah. So I'm very proud to be here. My name is Jameer Pond. My name is Lindsay India. Yep, and we are just talking. talking. We just talk. I know, but we're ending the year. Like that's what's even crazier is that we have to yeah. think about starting a new year, which I can't wait for. God damn it. Yeah, I I think we we really got a. Uh, our, our feet wet out here. Mm-hmm. It showed. Uh, shout out to everybody who listens to the show, who has yes, listened to the show, you. all the guests thank that have been on the show. Thank you for coming back to listen. If you listen yeah. to more than one, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, we, I know I get annoying sometimes, and I, I get annoying. I mean, last episode, I think we lost some listeners on the last last episode when I said I do not prefer Jay Z. So yeah, I'm that sorry was yeah, that, that was we pretty might bad. not have any more listeners. No, nah, that was rough. Yeah, <laughs> you lost me, but I came back to 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 Bay. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, like like you said, we're ending off the year pretty pretty right. Mm-hmm. I like this, and um, of course we got another great show for you. Yes. Um, but we got to get the twenty second rants out first. I know we do. Oof. Okay, right. I'm ready. I need you to focus on something. You ready? For I'm me? ready. All right, let me get the timer. <laughs> oh, we're getting professional now. No more fingers. Yeah, no more fingers. I figured that we could just <laughs> go forth and try other things now. You we we become a professional. Off. You should have your phone go off and just say, don't nobody want to hear that don't shit. Don't nobody hear that shit. No. Um, I'll make it subtle. It's all right. <laughs> all right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, three, two, one, go. I really just don't want to see this holiday season. I really don't want to see people posting on social media or on Facebook all the good deeds that they're doing for soup kitchens, good kids. Please stop taking pictures of kids and posting on the internet with at charities. That's not cute. It's not going to go viral. It's not okay. Got to stop you. But that was good. That was good. Great wrap up. Great wrap up. Let's stop violating children's privacies, please. Okay. Stop. So what, what what happened? You saw something clearly. No, I just keep seeing people talking, like, you know, getting in these long five-paragraph Facebook statuses because I'm not on Twitter and Instagram at the moment. Yeah. But I, on Facebook, I'm seeing these long statuses of people about bragging about how they donate to homeless people, about how they do this, how they're feeding that. And then I see people taking pictures with kids. Leave that between you and God. Mm. That's that's your relationship with God. God sees you for your good deed, and if you're if you're really gonna be blessed for that, God's gonna give it to you because He knows where your heart is. And at the end of the day, why do you need the social media validation? I mean, you think that the kid in five years is gonna look back and be like, "Wow, so this person did like if this if that person if the kid came across that photo, do you think that they would be like, "Wow, I they did it for some likes, right. like they helped me out for some likes." Okay. At the end of the day, just respect the kids' privacies. They don't want to be charity kids. They want to be regular kids that like you and me, just going through a tough time. That's right. it. So let's just That's stop deep. portraying them in that way. It just pisses me off. That's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep. I I didn't think you would get that deep, <laughs> but you I did. Had to. It's the holiday season. I just want everybody to be happy, and I want people. To, I just don't want all this exploitation that we do. If you you want some attention, wear a cute outfit and get some likes. Or, or flat tummy tea. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Too. Hey, look, if that's your that's, hustle, yeah, I'm flat not tummy mad at the tea it up. Trainers, all of that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, let's leave the kids alone. All right. All right. So you ready for your rant? I think I'm ready for my rant, man. Um, yeah, I'll put my timer on. Put your timer on. Mm-hmm. Make sure, make sure it's all uh, yeah, all flat. You ready? <laughs> Is right. your, t- your timer good? Yeah, we good. You know iPhones uh, don't have a lot of space like that anymore. It's 
Because y'all so put everything. Yeah, get your space together. I had to get an external hard drive the other day to get my backup of my phone on it. That so. don't even make sense. It's a phone. <laughs> See? See what happened? Y'all think iPhones is popping <laughs> until you run out of space. So respect that. All right? Let me know when you're ready. All right. And go. All right. So let me tell you something. Wait, hold on, hold on. My, my, my fault, my fault, y'all. Let me, I got to do my rant. Got to, <laughs> got to do my rant. All right. All right, one more and time. Go. All right, so let me tell you something about going over to people's houses for the holidays. Y'all need to stop letting the oldest person in your family pray. I'm tired of hearing these <laughs> long-ass slave prayers. We need to get it together and let somebody younger pray. And I'm tired of just all of that. And I know I'm running out of time, so I'll leave it at that. Ooh, you had three seconds left. Oh, oh. stop letting no people pray. There you go. <laughs> Good one. I agree, because I'm tired of the slow grace. I'm hungry. Right? It's just in front of you. You smell the roast beef or something. It's just... Right. <sighs> I know you're grateful for every piece of grass you've touched <laughs> in the last 90 years. I'm okay with that. But can't we do it not while before... While we're eating? Yeah, yeah. Let's do so that. I let's celebrate. So I can just bow my head and eat while I I'm am just, hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry with you there. Like, no. I am hungry. <laughs> you know? All right, so I mean that's that's my rant. You guys tell us what you, you, you uh, your rants are. Uh, tweet us, text us, email us. We love it. I mean, <laughs> call just my house. Fun. Call my house. <laughs> call my landline. Remember, that? I still got one. Oh call God. my landline. Walkie-talkie me. Hey, I used to have those, so you know. Shout out to you. You're a real kid. All right, so we have to introduce our guests yes. so they can do their rants. All right, so I want to introduce first of all this is my personal friend. Oh, um, your friend? No, this is my friend. Oh, this is my friend. My big time friend. <laughs> Um, she actually, she was kind of inspiration of, of me kind of not wanting to stop grinding in the industry. Um, she taught me a valuable lesson to always ask, like, what's next? So a, mm. a door closes, another one open. All right, what, what, what's next? You got to keep moving. And, um, I'm, I'm just, it's a pleasure to have her here because she's been working in the industry, uh, doing production and, and, and mm. casting. Yeah, she has an extensive resume. Extensive resume. And now she's putting together her own short film and. I am happy to have her here, Miss Alande Youssef. Hey! Thank you, thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, child of God. Introductions make you feel like the most lit person. Alive. I was like, damn, <laughs> that's you. And I do remember. I remember, you that, remember day that, talk? that I sat you down and was like, listen, listen, get it together, snap out of it. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> The world is cold. But look at everything you're doing now. That's it's a blessing, awesome. yeah. right? I always remember that because that's that that's something that was inspirational to me that kept me going. Thank mm. you. Like so, I, I I tip my hat off to you, and it's a pleasure to have you here. And before we see what you're working on, we gotta get your twenty second rant. Okay. Well, off the heels of my film subject matter, which we'll obviously get to, I'll rant about. Okay. Are Let me know where you're at. Get get your get your <laughs> clock. Get your right, clock, right, Lindsay. I got it. I got it. Hold my on. phone's not. Not right. on. Ready? And go. I'm tired of everyone acting shocked about Trump getting into office. Mm. Like, you guys knew that this was a possibility from mm. before the nomination. And most of us sat on our asses, including the liberals, and we didn't do anything. And everyone's crying and up in arms. And I feel like this is the time for us to take action and do more. Got it. Got to stop you nice. there. But that was good. <laughs> that was good. I think that, and that's that's a very, uh, that's playing a devil's advocate to some of the uh, things that we normally hear. So I like that. Yeah. No, because that, I mean, it's the truth, though. Yeah. Like, we know is this gonna is America. Be the president. Right, right. This is America. <laughs> this ain't the Amer this, this America has not changed, okay? This is the same America. Mm -hmm. All right? So, you know, I think we, we needed to be a little less naive yes. in the fact that 
hey, this is a possibility. I always knew it was a possibility. Me too. I said, man, this is, he is speaking to the right people. <laughs> and they are going, you know what? I feel them. I feel them. And uh, we kind of just, we, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. And I'm not liberal, liberal, and I'm not conservative, but mm-hmm. I understand, like, the scope and, the, and, and how people were angry. Yeah. And, you know, the people were angry. I was like, yo, where was y'all, where was y'all at? Where sleep. was y'all at, I think, y'all I think what makes me more uncomfortable than him being president is his cabinet that he's choosing. Oh, man. That's really what's making me, like, every time he picks someone new, I'm like, what, what, what? Because... Mm-hmm. Ben Carson was already like, come on, yeah. housing, really? Housing. <laughs> and then it was the yeah. uh, the Exxon owner for per- Secretary of State. I'm like, so the person dealing with foreign affairs yeah. is this man. Okay. Well, he don't, I mean, do we really expect Trump to know what he's doing? Right. See, no, this is the thing. I just, That's what I'm I, makes it I knew he was going to pick a like, bunch of huh. rich businessmen in his thing. I just thought it was going to be smarter businessmen. No. Oh, no, thing. of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I once I saw Giuliani and Yeah, I'm go- hella yeah, glad. I'm glad Giuliani is out of that picture completely. Yeah. What about Christy? Did he get a role? No. No. I don't think so, right? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> that man. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. So I mean, while I am, you know, a little skeptical of what's going on. Again, we we have to take care of our own home, you know? We gotta make sure our community is good. And our communities are good to really make a change. Like, I'm not expecting Trump to sweep into the, you know, white suburbs and and put money there. Just like I didn't expect Barack Obama to fly in and clean up the the the, the black communities. Like, we mm-hmm. have to do a lot of our, our things ourselves. So this would be a good reflecting four years yeah. for people who did not vote for Trump uh, to really exercise their their rights and, and, and their minds. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting. So thank you, Londe, for being yeah, here. Yeah. Um, Anytime. Thank you. All right, so we're going to introduce our, our, our next guest, mm-hmm. who is, first of all, she's a little under the weather, <laughs> but thank you for thugging it out. No problem. And, and, and being here. And um, she's a, a, a wonderful up-and-coming actress. Might have caught her on uh, The Walking Dead. Woo! Huh. Fancy. Look how fancy we getting, Lindsay. I texted someone about that, and they were like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did they do? That was texting someone saying that that's who we were interviewing today. And they, and were they like, said, what? Yeah, I just wanted to hear that um. one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they didn't say that. But uh, she, she's a, a, a Long Island native. That's crazy. And um, she's been working very diligently as an actress, as a host, as a model. And she is very beautiful, and we hope to hear your story. So please give it up for Miss Lauren. And it's Quatavia. 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 Lauren Quatavia. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right? We got you tea. Look get, look how, look, when you come here, you get tea. <laughs> you get some honey there. Just don't spill it. Don't spill it. Yeah. <laughs> All right? So um, it's customary. You got to do a 20-second rant. I need to know what's on your mind. All right. I'll Lindsay. go with what happened right. this morning. Okay. Let, oh. me, let me, hold on. Let me, let me. Go. All right. New York State. It is amazing how much taxes you take out of my check for transportation. Mm. Yet all of the metro card machines are broken, and I can never buy oh one. Mm. Gotta get it from someone for two dollars. Mm. <sighs> Let me tell you something. Solid, very solid. That solid is. Argument. I think because we all like we all go through. I, I hate, I hate the subway. <laughs> I hate it. I love how fast. 
sometimes, not the C train. The C train is like a deadbeat father. It's just, <laughs> it's just gonna come around when it want to. No, that's that's real shit. That's real shit. C train and G train, they show up to oh. the G train is the worst. Yeah, they're gonna show up to your oh, birthday God. party drunk, and it's eight <laughs> hours later. <laughs> Talk about who wants this present. You ready? No, I'm, I'm not. And C-Train's the one that asked you for a favor after never asking how are you for three months. That's right. <laughs> now, let me let me put you down as my beneficiary. <laughs> it's like, come on, Dad. All right, no, but I, I definitely understand how you feel. And as, like, you know, prices are getting higher. Like, they're not going down. Almost, exactly. go, almost up to $3. $3. People. A, $3. a single ride, right. babe. Did you guys hear about that guy that sued the MTA for making him late to work? No, I didn't. That sounds yeah. legitimate. <laughs> that's that's, that's that, legit. You don't even it have is. to tell me the details of the case. I completely support. I wish I was on that jury. <laughs> right. I'll do that yeah. jury duty. Right. Guilty. If, you wonder if the, jur- if the jury got were late for any of you know the meetings because like, of sorry, the MTA. Your Honor. But the C train <laughs> ain't coming scheduled. But I, I'm not going to lie, though. Buses are worse. I have to take a bus to worse. I have to take a bus. I'm like one of two people that likes the bus. Really? (laughs) I usually like the bus ride. I hate waiting for a goddamn bus. Because one, you have to be outside. Two, that shit can sometimes never come. And it'll be and then most it's a higher chance it'll be out of service. And then you have to wait for another one. Or it's full and you gotta wait for another one. Like for full trains, you could bust in there somehow. You can sit on the edge. Buses, they don't let you pass a certain point of people, and they just keep going by every stop. No, I don't hate with buses. The bus. I don't do it with the bus. Hate them. But I like Mm-mm. seeing the city. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to you still being hopeful. Um, gal. Well, it's just because I got to take one every yeah. day. Okay. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for uh, uh, ranting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want to get into some of your journeys. And uh, can we start with yes. Lauren? Can we start with you? Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> we, we first of all, I want to commend you for being, especially this is a great time to be. A, a black person in media, mm. a minority in media, um, just because there's so many mediums that are coming out. Um, we have representation on television, the internet, and you know Twitter mm. and Facebook. I mean, we, we there's so many avenues to to really put yourself out there. Mm. So, how did you get started, and how do you feel about the climate of uh, minority actors, actors and actresses? I got started. Ooh. Back in 2007, in New York, I went to an event, ran into some casting directors that liked my look. So, of course, they wanted to put me in a bunch of videos. Mm. So, I did a few of them, nothing raunchy. Okay. But I was like, okay, this isn't for me. But I have a knack for entertainment in general. So, then I started working behind the scenes, which you did bring up. You saw me at the Monica tour. Yes. Mm. So, I I recently completed that um, in January. So from there, I moved to Augusta, Georgia after I had my daughter. Wow. And I was like, hey, it's completely boring here. I can't just sit here and do nothing. Because, you know, I thought all of Georgia was Atlanta. I guess like how a As lot of... As <laughs> like New Yorkers think. Exactly. I yeah. learned the hard way. It wasn't. So I cried. And I was like, no, I have to change it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back in front of the camera and I'm going to do it the right way. Mm. And that's what I did. Right. I started submitting for casting calls and going to auditions and doing little spots and short films and stuff. And yeah. here we are today. Right. It's dope. What do you think you're like? Because everybody, I feel like, has a... Even though you're cast in certain things, mm-hmm. but everybody has, like, their expertise. Like, some people are, you know, trained Shakespearean actors and, mm. you know, just strictly Broadway or strictly television movies. Like, where do you feel like your area of expertise lies as far as acting? Let's say... Comedy, drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty funny off the cuff. Yeah. Ooh. 
We should do some improv. Improvisation. Improvisation. Oh I was gosh. improvision. I was like, that ain't improvision. Work. We should do some improvisation. We could definitely do that. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lindsay, give us a scene real quick. Okay. We're going to test some abilities here. Okay. On play cousins. Okay. Uh, okay, Jameer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try. Let me think. Jameer, you're a yoga instructor. Wow. And she thinks that you're fine, but you're actually gay, so you have to let her down what? easy. And so she's like being, <laughs> you're, you so you're putting wrong. her in these poses, and she's like, oh my gosh, she's totally hitting on me, but you're not. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking to you or anyone. I think, you, I think we're talking, <laughs> I don't know, we're talking to each other. Is this not a good situation? Who am I telling you that you're putting me in these things? It's fairly unique. No, so I think you're just trying to, like, you think I'm interested, but I'm really just trying to do my job. Yeah. As a gay yoga instructor. (laughs) And I don't know you're gay. Right. You know, that happened to me before. What? But Uh, in acting class. Oh my god! I was like, he's freaking hot. My cousin was like, my gaydar is going off. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no way. And she was just like, yeah. So yeah. I added him on Facebook, and then like he had like all these gay pride things, and I was like, what? Yeah. So you don't have the best gaydar. Okay. So this would be perfect. All right. So then you can just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself in this situation. Okay. <laughs> And right Landy, I need you to direct us, so I need you uh, to tell us when we should go. Are you, are you talking to me first? I'm talking to you first. Okay, wow, we're really using everyone's skills here. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> are. Look, skill set. Scriptwriter, director. Director. <laughs> okay. Um, go. Action. Okay, so I need you downward facing dog moment, right? So I just want you to be as comfortable as you are. Inhale through your nose. Oh, it feels good, yeah. It does. Are you going to hold me by my waist? I would absolutely hold you by your waist. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just breathe in. Deep breath. Exhale. Oh, relax. Those shoulders. My, they're just so nice. So broad. Yeah. Yours are even better. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love your smile. (laughs) You're going to have me blushing here. Oh, yeah? What else can I have you do? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, just. Well, we need to focus on the yoga just for now, right? Positions are yoga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they seem to be. <laughs> That's what Royce and myself talk about all the time. Royce? Yes. Who is that, your son? No, it's my lover. Your your lover? Yeah, Royce. Oh, because I know a girl named Royce, like Royce Reed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who you're dating? No. No? His name is Royce Jenkins. <laughs> it's a he? Mm. Oh. It sure is, honey. Well, you know, if you ever want to come back over to my side. Back over to your side? Yes. Okay, well, you know, that's an invitation I may have to take up. I'll put it in my little pocketbook. Okay, you be Royce at home. No, okay. maybe I will. <laughs> All right, there right. you go. Single-handedly greatest idea <laughs> I have ever great. had in my entire life. Oh, I am so Very proud. Good. <laughs> that was solid, right? That yes. legit made me want to become awesome. a script writer <laughs> for the rest of my life. It was right. method. <laughs> I took Improv. it seriously. I did the work leading up to the role. My research. That was good. That was off the cuff. Oh, right. Jameer, that was the greatest yeah. thing I ever had Even. to do in my life. <laughs> <laughs> See, that downward facing dog, when that tripped y'all out because y'all ain't even that, know I knew that. Ah. That and, and my little pocketbook. That's right. Right. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Royce was awesome. Royce is not. See? 
Oh, so I'm glad. Look, see, so oh. this is real acting right now. You guys are good. Yeah. Okay. So with <laughs> best Christmas gift I could have got. There we Thank go. You. There we go. That was good. Thank that was you. good. Bless the Lord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for for roles that you do and and kind of how, how you approach acting, like we just did now, but you know when you get a script, you look at it, you review it. What what sticks out to you about a character for you to be like, okay, I feel comfortable playing this. Well, one thing my acting coach always taught me is to take the character and make it my own, okay. yet believable. So no matter what the character is on paper, I mean, it could be dry, but you got to bring it to life. Mm. And he's always taught me, once I get a script, read it from beginning to end, memorize the first paragraph and the ending, and in between, just kill it. Mm. it really, yeah. So what's the character that you've been most proud of uh, so far playing? Hmm. I would say The Walking Dead. That's mm. been my biggest one so far. Yeah. Um, episode 11, I'll be in whenever the season airs again. Nice. I know it just ended last week. So the mid-season begins, I want to say February. Okay. Don't quote me. Don't quote you. <laughs> What's it been like to work on set of The Walking Dead? Because, you know, that's just such a huge show now. So it must have been like kind of like walking into a real zombie land at that point. <laughs> it was. Um, I'm learning as I go along how big it is. But um, working was great. Like, all the cast is so nice. The crew was nice. The food is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's important. Shout out to well, Crafty. That's yes. the most oh, my God. We had, like, grilled shrimp. Mm. Oh. What? Yes. Lobster. Lobster. Grilled fish, parmesan, chicken. Oh, sounds good. Yes, it was. Where, what are we doing in life where... <laughs> nothing. We, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I need a team of crap. I made like a Hot Pocket the other day, so that's how low I am in life. I had beans and noodles like Oof. two weeks ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, because life throws you curveballs. <laughs> okay? I don't want to hear it. Your rent is cheaper than mine. Goodbye. Yes, but that don't mean I got money. I mean, that just means rent cheap. Oh, I still have goodness. no money, but, you know, I, 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 think, I think that's dope, so... You, you've been able to take the craft seriously uh, thus far and really, like, make a living out of it, which I think is hard because a lot of actors and actresses are unemployed. Like, I saw the rate was, like, 93% of actors and actresses, like, are not working mm. or are not steadily working. Yeah. So It's like a freelance writing. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's extremely hard. So I, I, talk about that journey because I think a lot of people think, like, okay, I'm talented. I'm going to go to Hollywood or Atlanta or New York and just make it. But the downsides are not working. Uh, talk about the struggle of having to put yourself out there and get jobs. We can definitely talk about that because mm. I've lost like five jobs, okay? Sheesh. Chasing this dream. I'm currently working at a place called Tax Layer, mm -hmm. but it's a temp job. So that works. And then they understand like, hey, if I need this day off. So when it comes to that, before you get hired, talk to them. Mm. that's the biggest thing let them know like hey I'm doing this on the side so I would need the freedom to do this this and that because I've had it to where I get a job and then I'm scared to tell them or something so then I'm like I'm just gonna go to film and then I'm a no call no show and then I'm fired because I couldn't tell them but mm. don't do that yeah. yeah it's all about communication yeah it really is where do you kind of strive to go to from here like where would you what is kind of like the next step as far as acting like where would you want to go from here I want to star in a sitcom. Nice. Ooh, that's one of my goals, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, bucket list things that you... You want to star in a sitcom? I would never be able to, because I'm not acting like that, but 
love that. I, I relate to that. Mm-hmm. It's dope. If you could pick one right now, which one would you pick? Because there's so many. Like, oh gosh, I could like Blackish is one of my favorites. Right yeah, now. that's one of my favorites too. I love Blackish. Hilarious. Big Bang. It is a show. Um, I think it's on Showtime. It's called Insecure. Oh, HBO. HBO. Yeah, yes. yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lawrence Hive. Yes. Shout out to the Lawrence Hive. <laughs> on fire, y'all. <laughs> y'all team Lawrence. Absolutely, I'm Team like, Lawrence. I'm like, I am Team I'm Lawrence. I'm three quarters Team Damn. Lawrence. Yeah, me up. I don't. I'm, I'm not here for petty patty shit. <laughs> I like Team Lawrence, but he deserves to fall. He's. I don't like when you're bringing in a new woman into the situation. Oh God, she brought in a new no, man. No, 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 but no, but she not, brought in a new man. Saying, yeah, but, but he, you're, you're okay, jeopardizing her feelings now. Because what she actually really likes him, and she he's just using her for that. That's my whole thing is now you're jeopardizing somebody else's feelings because you're hurt. Maybe he liked, I think he liked her. We'll see. You don't think he liked her? No, No. not really. He's in love with Issa. Come on. He's in he love with Issa, but he I think he liked her. You that should, was a you rebound. A woman. No, it wasn't. no, she, she stroked his like ego because he was vulnerable and he was unemployed and he felt he was down in the dumps. So right. this girl was boosting his ego and I felt mm-hmm. like he used her as like an outlet to fulfill that. Not to say that he might not admire her as a person, but I don't think he but has she like... But she asked him out on a feelings. date. She did. She and asked him out on a date and he denied her and then he wants to go fuck her. Because he has a girlfriend. That's, he didn't have a girlfriend at I that point. I understand, but now you're... But the thing is, I, I'm <laughs> totally fine with the fact of him rebounding, but I don't like that he rebounded with a girl that likes him. Yeah, I wish true. he had just picked a random girl. Oh. Or the stripper. Well, I wish I would've she would have picked a random guy. <laughs> well, How some, about that? Some people Wait. made the argument that Lawrence isn't a catch because he's been on his ass for four years and yes. Issa was supporting him. Yes. So everyone's team Lawrence, but they're not realizing the investment that Issa made mm-hmm. all this time and that's all why she cheated. All the past goes out the window once right. one person does so wrong. I, I thought that so. was a, a good right. kind of argument. I mean, I don't agree with what she did at right. all. She cheated on him. That was dead wrong. And I mean, quite frankly, she kind of sucks as a person. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Not good. I just, I just think that Lawrence is wrong in this situation for the fact that he he what he he he's now using someone who could actually has like thoughts, feelings, and morals. True. So the end, that's what I don't like is that he like that's what I think that Lawrence is wrong. Guys, that's why got... I'm only three quarters in Team Lawrence. No, don't know. You're out. We don't <laughs> want you here. You gotta Fine. be four quarters in Team Lawrence. <laughs> But here's what I will say about that. To your point, yes, he was on his ass for four years, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, when you think about the scope of a relationship and as far as, like, putting jobs into that, he wanted something better. Um, I think, especially as millennials, what we do, we get our degrees, and we go, hey, I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And a millennials are not like the generation behind us where... We are fearful of going and exploring other explorations. When he did get off his ass, though, and got a job, she started to feel now, oh, I'll fuck you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't just run in front Mm -hmm. of the the finish line. You got to cross that. So when she got there and then he started, like, making moves, now she wanted to be like, oh, babe, you know, I'm so proud of you. And it's like, yes, you supported me. But also, she played a major part he in, the, in why her he birthday. felt. But she played a major part in why he felt the way he felt. She wasn't. She was supportive financially, but I think when you're in a relationship, you also have to be supporting. So why not just break it off? That's right. the same that's thing. Yeah. I if you're gonna, if you're gonna, that's I think what that she Issa, that's what I said. Issa should have kept kept the breakup off when she went to go see Dan. She should have just broken it off and, and left it at that. But I think that if Lawrence felt like he wasn't being truly supportive for what he wanted by the girl that he 
he likes or whatever, he should have gone out and found someone he who would. Like he, he should have so. dumped her for he loved her uh, the bank teller. He loved her, and then she dipped. She dipped. Yeah, a but week. at the end of the she day, she dipped for a week. At the end of the day, one of y'all is gonna cheat. And and not only that, if you if you get to, if you get to the point where you like because you're so wrapped up in your situation, what you're doing that you forget your significant other, something as special to her as her has her birthday. Mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, that's, that's, you're not in the relationship was, as much as she's not in that either. Was, that was messy. And no, if, if a significant I other forgets my birthday and makes it about him and says, "Can we just stay home and watch a movie?" Like just because I I'm, I fucked it up. I'm dumping you the next day. We'll do that. I'm dumping you the next day. Now, he, he I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm going to dump you the next he, day. He did. He did. And, and, that's, and that's what and I that's thought should have done. done. I thought that right. that's, that's what should have happened. But yeah. it did not happen. <laughs> and she yeah. left. She dipped. She she ran away from her uh, issue. She dipped for a week. No, the way she handled it was completely Right. Yeah. You found out like oh. Dwayne Reed yeah. buying drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, and then she was that avoiding Lawrence him. Is not that her My thing is, Lawrence place, is not completely rock. innocent in this. I'm not, I never, you know what I mean? See, no, no, I never, that's what I'm saying, I but that's why I'm not full Team Lawrence. I'm Team Lawrence because Issa handled it incorrectly. Like, if yeah. you want to do that, you need Absolutely. to communicate. She communicated with no parties. Oh, she's not tri- Daniel, she's trifling. not story. Lawrence. She's and trifling. that's just the itch up. I needed to scratch. Ooh. Damn. I wish, I, wish a man, <laughs> I wish a man would tell me that. Well, I wish a man would tell me that. I was hurt. I felt for him. Yeah, we all felt for him. That's fucked up. But at the end of the day, though, I do believe that Daniel just Daniel at first just wanted to smash, and then he he kind of caught feelings over the time that they were like progressively because she said nothing again. She handled every situation the wrong way. Absolutely. Are you just going to sleep with me? Now, like, I liked you. I just didn't want to be in a relationship. You slept with me, and now I don't hear from you. It's like, damn, like, cold-blooded, baby. Well, she felt guilty. It wasn't like she didn't she didn't fuck with him anymore. It's just that she felt guilty. Yeah. And the itch I need to scratch is more Messy. like, I love my man. Can you bo- stop bothering me until I feel like I want to come back to you again? That's what she was doing. It was Guys selfish. Guys do it all the time. Yeah, yes, true. that's very, very true. true. Yes, I hear that this. That is very, very true. I always hear this. Yeah, guys do it Guys are usually right. Issa in those scenarios. Men are more that, mad because Issa's the one going, so... wow, this yeah. time. <laughs> men are mad because she took that shit and did it herself. And no. now she, and they, yeah. Men, men are, are not, I'm, see, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the fact <laughs> that that happened. Men are mad at themselves because they see Issa and they're like, wow, no. damn, a woman did it too. No, all, all, all I'm asking is people <laughs> take accountability. See, women are acting like, Oh, men did it. Men do it all the time, but that don't make it right. Yeah, but they don't apologize. They think that was okay. so. What? I'm, I, women okay. are thoughts. Men are players. You're talking about the men that actually do that, but the men who don't do it, are be like, well, well, damn. No, like, no, that's, I agree that's with cold. that. I'm just so saying. Don't that, generalize. I'm just saying that there are so many <laughs> men. Ladies, my brother holding that, the okay, camera. You feel me, right? But there are so many yeah, men. Yeah, oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Y'all making it hard for good men. Look, well, where are they? <laughs> where are they? <laughs> they right here, baby. Okay. Where are they? They right here. Where are they? All the men that thought they that. They right here. They right here. <laughs> Put down, brother. They right here. Okay. Yeah. That people. Okay, so people also said too that you know more black women in particular should be like Tasha, the teller, and like have this unwavering support of their men, and that's what attracted Lawrence to her. And I'm like, all right, yes. That's true. Definitely has some good qualities. But, but there also needs to be work on the other end as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that's what the show really highlights, that both parties really need to come with their A game. Yeah. Mm Because they always want, they always want the ride or die woman. Where's the ride or die man? Exactly. Right. Where are you at? Or like people Where? get yes. tapped out. Yes, man. <laughs> because people get tapped what? out from supporting you for so long. That's what happened to Issa. She's like, you know, I'm she done. Got out, right. I'm she men are not. We do not stress. We do not stress 
as as hard for men to be as ride or die as a woman needs to be ride or die. Yes. We expect they expect women to be the the, the woman it's of the normal. household taking care of the household and also caring to their man. But at the end of the day, what if the woman is also working? Do we still have to come home? Why can't you one time cook for us? Why can't you one time right. cater to us? Who don't do that? Why can't, That's what I'm saying. Why can't you come to our generalization? Why can't you come to our jobs and surprise us? Why can't way? you? You know no. what I'm saying? Like men need to be more ride or die. Then we need to stress that men need to be just as much ride or die as women if you want yes. women to be happy because women won't be doing shit like this. I get Girl, that. If I'm working all day and you waiting for me to cook, you will starve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead and I grew up around that. Like, I feel, I feel yo, you. Yo, my pops would sit at the TV and wait for my mother to come home if it was like nine o'clock. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be hungry. Like, that is crazy. You know I'm hungry, baby. <laughs> no, you came from working. But, but a lot of men feel that way. I, I, I See, I never got that. That's why you got have that. bagel bites on deck. <laughs> right. Or, or take out. Or cook something. You cook right. something and make sure your wife is fed when she... It's a team. I it's think we're moving effort. more in towards like a team effort, especially millennials. Yeah, because I ain't got or time Or two individuals who are too independent be to be with each other right. and make a partnership. Mm. Those are the two things we're doing right now. <laughs> it's like well, everyone is too independent, doesn't yeah. need any man or any woman. So and they can defend for themselves. I'm not, I'm not that and independent. And then we have two separate of lives to that. come together and make a real partnership and build and grow and make a foundation, have a happy marriage. Anyways, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> that should have been your 22nd ring. I know, right? <laughs> Got a whole nother ring going. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Lauren, who... All right, so if, if you want to be on Insecure, like you see yourself being on Insecure, who's the character that you... Maybe not that's introduced right now, but what kind of character would you play? Because in order for you to get a hashtag, you got to have a dynamic <laughs> character. That's the goal. We got to be, be Team Lauren. So what kind of mm. character would you play, though? Team Lauren. Hmm. I, wanna, I would play the sneaky character. Oh. <laughs> That's what I want to play. Like you what? You can like steal sneaky? Molly's new man. Like sneaky, right. like breaking Not into people's one, houses? Right? Not, the yeah. <laughs> Not the gay one. Not the gay one. That was a disappointment. That was. He's right. too fine for that. He was. <laughs> It happens, like, though. It does. It does. Oh, Jameer so, does it? I know, but Apparently. Mr. Yoga Instructor. Hey, look. All right? Method acting. Don't get it, don't <laughs> no, get it messed that up. that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, sneaky like, still a man or sneaky like, I'm going to break into your house? No, probably with, with the men. Okay. I'll be more on the download than the rest of them. Oh. Just be like a boom. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> like a boom. Like, she was doing what? Okay, so something like crazy, crazy, like... Sleeping crazy. with somebody's father. That would be deep. <laughs> now, that would be deep. Is he hot? Hey, look. <laughs> Get you a sugar daddy, girl. Get you a right. sugar daddy. Somebody's father, you dated somebody. I heard of that situation. Somebody was dating somebody, and they slept with their father. No, wait. I'm going to tell you. What? Oh, wait, wait. I thought you meant own father. No, 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 no. Good. Yeah, the girl slept with her boyfriend's <laughs> father. And what happened? Her boyfriend's father. I guess he... Did he fuck up? They were just beating it up. I don't know. I want to know. If right, that's what I want to know. I, I want to know if anyone did that to get revenge. Oh. What did that man do to you for you to do it? I yeah, would love to what? interview somebody that who is like, I know it had to be done. <laughs> I want to know why. Like, what kind of thing did they do to make you get that type of revenge? Because that is... That is sick. Ooh. That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be campaigning... Com we're going to be campaigning for it, Team Lauren. Coming up soon, so I'll cross my fingers and my toes. Yes. Yes, and hopefully you get out there and you continue striving to be the best actress that you can be. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing how uh, how big you, you do in 2017. And seeing you on The Walking Dead. Yes, that's right. That's right. Thank you. That's right. All right, so let's move, let's move gears real quick to Londe Londe. 
Hi. So I've mm-hmm. known you for a, a, a long time, a little long About time. Six, six plus years. Yeah, six plus like years. Wow. Yes. That is yes. a friendship. It is. They say that if you make it past seven years of friendship, you'll be friends forever. Let's, we got a campaign that for true? that. I, mm, I never heard that. It's just like a psychological theory. Oh, because yeah. there's certain people that get right. the Right. I was going to say. Right I'm... about. <laughs> now wish. But no, you, I mean, you've been, you like, you've been a, a, a pseudo mentor for me and just somebody who is. Wow, I'm really a... touched by that. Thank you. No, you, no, you, you are. I mean, you, you, you introduced me to the casting world. A lot of people don't. You used to do casting for BET. You kind of put me in a place where, like, you know, you just need That's to start. Right. Here we are. I forgot. There you go. <laughs> but you know, you really, you really helped me along this journey. And you know, I think it's important to tell your journey. And um, I, I know a little bit about it, but I want to know the full thing. So you, 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 did you start in casting? No. Okay. Um. So, all right. I'll just do my whole story. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I went to Brooklyn College. Born and raised in Brooklyn, from Flatbush. Um. Went to Brooklyn College. Uh. Majored in TV and radio. Minored in marketing. And then I interned like every semester in college. Um. They did create some roadblocks for me. Um. They said you know I could in my department they said I could only intern unless I had ninety credits. So mm-hmm. I just said all right, fuck it. I'm gonna go to the economics department, and take an elective. And then write an essay at the end of the semester and use that those credits to get internships. Because I knew from my first internship, I was, the only black people were in the mailroom or in the cleaning staff. Wow. So I was mm. like, in my mind, I didn't even, no one even had to tell me. I was like, yo, I got to I gotta come on, like, on a thousand, mm. you know? Mm. I have to come with my A game. Mm. So um, that's how I got around the, the issues with the uh, interning. And my last semester, I deliberately interned at MTV because I wanted to work there when I graduated. And mm. I got lucky, and I got a job upon graduation. Um, so from there, I freelanced for about two, three years in production. I did, like, New Year's. I I filled in for executive assistant. I just did whatever. I was just hustling, making no money, networking like crazy, no sleep, all of that craziness. Um, and then around 2008, somebody caught wind of, you know, me circling around freelancing for various gigs at MTV and said, hey, do you want to um, work in casting? I was like, sure, whatever. I need a job. And it was the pilot for 16 and Pregnant. Wow. Mm. Yeah, so I worked on a pilot for 16 and Pregnant. Got, you know, obviously my casting helped get the show greenlit. And then from there, I just freelanced throughout. Um, and then around like 2010, I was like, I'm tired of this. You know, like, no, nah, I'm tired of it. But I was just like, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, doing casting, I want to, you know, I want to take my skills to another level. And I started to do research about folks that worked in casting and realized many of them ended up in development and the idea of development appealed to me, you know, coming up with show concepts, finding cast members and things like that. So I started to interview, but everyone was like, ah, you're the casting girl. So bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did research again and realized that a lot of the people that did end up in development also had production experience. So then I was like, all right, I'm just going to get a production job. So I got an associate producer job for the Steve Harvey show. Wow. Um, I remember so I, that, yeah. Yeah, that first season, and I packed my shit in three weeks and moved to Chicago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's the craziest thing I've ever done. I had no idea what I was getting into. I got there, I was like, what the hell did I sign up for? Um, it was a great experience, and it mm. really challenged my, uh, I guess, endurance or commitment to what I wanted to do. Um, I realized I didn't really like talk as, you know, my career. Like, I didn't see myself excelling in this space. It, mm. it was just wasn't for me. So I stayed there for the until the end of the season, came back to New York during hiatus, and then I got hired for a development job three weeks later. Wow. So my plan worked out, thankfully. 
Um, and then since then, I freelanced a little bit in development, ended up at this company called Leopard USA. Um, and I started doing casting and development there. Um, and I got, um, I was a casting producer and then I got promoted last November to head of development casting there. So if we have any projects that are in the development process that require casting, I oversee that and I oversee the team that finds people. Um, so I was all right, bet I'm good for work, but I, this is cool, but what's next? Yeah. <laughs> and I realized I wanted to do scripted. Um, and I just, I had no connections in the scripted world. You know, I've been to LA a number of times. I don't know anybody out there. So I was like, all right, how am I going to make this work? And then I got an opportunity to, someone recommended me to produce an independent film um, trailer that was going to be used to sell the feature. Um, it's called Brook Love. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the project. Um, it's directed by Sterling Milan and written by Cameron um, Ross. They were both they both work in the television industry also. And then I was on set. And, you know, at that point, I didn't really have the confidence to be like, oh, I'm going to make my own film. You know, something that I thought that I would do eventually. Um, and then I got on set and I was like, I can. You okay? <laughs> You're right Did you hit yourself? Yeah. You hit your head? <laughs> oh. Give that woman a hug. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the glasses. Oh, Lauren. Lauren. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's, but that's you're glass. Good though. Okay. That's glass. Remember glass. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so bad. Just give a hug. Yeah. Um. So I was on set, and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I'm helping them do it. Why am I not doing it? So um, started writing a feature script, um, and then a mentor of mine was like all right, that's cool, but nobody knows that you want to do film. So you need to do a few shorts before you start working on featured projects. And I was like, all right, fine. Oh. <laughs> I, didn't want to make a, I didn't want to make a short film because I saw how much money they spent and how much time they invested only for it to be a couple of minutes. And I was like, I don't want to do this, but I did it. I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So um, this June, I was, I was sleeping and I woke up and I had like a eureka moment. I was like, I got it, because I was struggling with the concept of the film. And then I finally started writing Privilege Unhinged, and then, um, you know, I realized it was based on... I, I've witnessed so many things in terms of racism in the workplace, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make a film about it. It's something I'm passionate about. It's something I need to get off my chest. It's something that I feel isn't really discussed. So, you know, let me create my lane for myself to do that. And then, um, yeah, I created... I wrote Privilege Unhinged, and I started the campaign to raise money to shoot it. Um, last month, and you know, my goal was seven thousand dollars, and thankfully, I met my goal and exceeded mm, it. Nice. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. We're gonna be shooting in February, um, and I'm a filmmaker now. Come on, filmmaker. Thank you. Oh, oh, I also have to give a shout out to Black Film Spaces, an organization that I started. Um, it basically we have monthly events that cater to Black film. Filmmakers and actors as well, actually, and it's you know skill enhancing activities. Whether it's a script writing session, we've had writers retreats. We did a panel with ABFF, the uh, Black Film Festival, last yep. month. Mm -hmm. um, so you know we have a variety of things going on. So that's also been helping because it helped me build a community of people that really supported my work and gave me real feedback. That gave again gave me the confidence to um, do it. And uh, shout out to co-founder Reggie Williams. Yeah. Shout out to every man. Yeah. Look, and, and right. like I said, Lon Day was somebody that was just on me continuously, like, <laughs> hey, get it, you come on. Like you gotta keep moving. And and to see you 
just continue to walk in your dreams and aspirations. It's like it's it's inspiring all over again. So. I think I was projecting a little of the pressure I'm putting on myself onto to you. me. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, it, it, it works. It, it works. <laughs> It works. I'm sneaking in here doing this. this I love it. it. Is. Yeah. I love it. It reminds me of like when I was doing stuff. I mean, I'm still doing stuff like this. So right. I totally get it. It's the hustle. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the constant hustle. And totally. Uh, again, I thank you for being here and sharing your story. So let's get a little bit into privilege unhinged. Sure. So talk a little bit about more about the concept because we had a chance to talk about it a little bit on the uh, on the elevator ride sure. up here. So we talked about the racism that goes on in the workplace. That is something that. People talk about, like, by the water cooler, but it's often an unsung story. So talk about mm-hmm. the concept Taboo. a little bit. Sure. Um, and it actually really highlights that struggle that a lot of black people and people of color wrestle with. And there's a main character, a black female. It's based on a situation that I witnessed between an Asian woman and a white male. But then when I wrote it, I was like, well, I'm a black woman, so let me just write. Make From your the protagonist a black woman. Like, mm-hmm. let me not even try to play myself and speak for a community that I don't really fully... <laughs> grasp the entire interpretation of this scenario with. Um, so, yeah, so I, um, it's based on this black female protagonist who struggles with speaking up to her boss about the unfair treatment of people of color in the office. And, like, all these obstacles present themselves as she's really building up the confidence to get there. Um, not to mention that she witnesses a black colleague get terminated for doing the same thing. Mm. So, you know, there, there are all these things going on. It's like a buzzing office. The film's about six to seven minutes. Um, the antagonists are three white characters that all kind of represent different complexities with this issue. You know, there's the boss who kind of knows what's going on, but she has to kind of meet an agenda. Then there's like the white male privileged guy who's just like clueless and in his own bubble. He doesn't even understand how his behavior negatively impacts everyone else. You know, he thought he's thinking racism is a deliberate act to just hurt or offend someone when, in fact, sometimes inaction mm. supports racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a white female character who is invested in challenging sexism. And by way of doing that, she ends up do, committing acts of racism as well. Mm. So, wow. you know, those there, there are all these different characters. And then there's also a black character who's like, whatever, I saw all this, you know, I've been here, people come in and out of here, I don't give a damn, I'm over it, you know, and she's kind of apathetic and is just worried about a paycheck. Um, So it's not just like this direct communication between a racist person and a black person. It's definitely all of the different complexities. And let me not say all of, but some of the several different complexities that make racism hard to tackle and challenge. Mm. Um, so my goal is to get people talking about racism in the workplace. You know, and I mean, <laughs> when I was doing auditions, there were people who read it and stopped talking to me. <laughs> really? What? Yeah. They stopped talking to you? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like, because why? Because of the script right. or just yeah. because of the concept? <laughs> yeah, we, um, a friend of mine, close friend of mine, she had a white guy that was good friends with her. They got into this huge argument. Mm. And they don't talk anymore. Sheesh. I mean, I'm You're not breaking mad. up relationships. I, I know. Here. And I'm like, damn. I mean, or is it just exposing true colors at that, at, yeah. that from that standpoint? That's you know? true. That's why I said, well, you should have asked him all these things before he started before hanging out. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, I had, you know, a colleague read it. She just went ghost on me for, like, two months. And I was like, damn. You know, but, uh, hey, at this point, I've decided, look, I can continue to operate in fear and misery and decide mm. to play it safe, but like, where's that really getting me? You know what I mean? Or I can decide to be bold and stand and put a put a spotlight on myself and the things that are important to me. 
Because at the end of the day, it's those sacrifices that are going to get me over the hump. And I know that I might meet challenges along the way. The film might come out and I might get fired from my job. But I'm prepared to face that consequence if it, mm. if it presents itself. Wow. Yeah. That kind of goes into what right. we were talking about, Jameer, when it comes to, you know, solutions as far as, you know, um, when it comes to issues of racial inequality in, you know, society of mm -hmm. how sacrifices need to be made, the willing to be able to sacrifice something or willing to give up something, you know, how does it, how did, how did you kind of come to terms with, you know, with balancing, you know, with the, the issue being so much more important than keeping, you know, your comfortability? <laughs> I was, I wrestled with it for a long time. And it was actually my boyfriend who was like, you're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. just make the damn movie already. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, in this climate, you'll be fine. Like, everyone's talking about racism. You're just going to be yeah. one of the voices that's contributing to that conversation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there might be some white people that are salty that you're making it. They can't. Well, I mean, is that really going to be grounds to fight? I was like, I know, but in this business, there's no HR. And, you know, so it is a legitimate fair. But again, like, I've okay, I've stayed silent and nothing's happened. Mm. True. 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 Nothing's happened. And they still fire you. They don't like you for no reason anyway. Fact. Mm. True. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And I've actually, at the job that I'm at, I had no idea there were like some white guys that have been snooping on my Facebook profile <laughs> and, and saw my crowdfunding campaign. And at the holiday party, came up to me and was like, I'm so happy you're doing this film. If you want me to talk about like the white male privilege point of view, I'm happy. Like we can dissect this. I was that's like, dope. what? That's really? <laughs> Should do a panel. Yeah. That's what I film. I couldn't yeah. believe it. No, there actually, there actually are a lot of people that um, are willing to like very much get, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself and all yeah. of the, the high schoolers I went, the people in my high school I went to school with who are like very much um, against, you know, racial inequality and do kind of, they sympathize, we can't empathize, but we sympathize course, with it. Of course, of course. But a lot of us are, some people show it, are a little too desperate with you know like educate me show them tell me everything to the point that they're offensive about it like they're too in your face they're too much like like i i read like some direct messages about this one guy who would just, like who was just so annoying like which is the fact of how dare you not choose to educate me when blah 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 but like there are a Shit. lot of people out there that's that white do, privilege in itself I mean, do, yeah. Are, yeah exactly like <laughs> they're showing right. that they're they, educate they me feel, now. they feel entitled <laughs> to have someone educate them on an issue that doesn't you, you know what i mean like Pertain so to them directly. yeah so it's like why but there are a lot of people out there that just simply are don't want to live in that ignorance anymore and they want to be educated they want to learn they want to know what they're doing is wrong yeah. and why right and i think it's fine to you know approach people of color and say hey you know what are your perspectives but there's also a responsibility to read up on this and look it up yourself because mm -hmm. that's what i had to do yeah right. you know my parents are from the, another the country they're yourself. black but they're from nigeria so there were there's a lot of things that they didn't understand about racism in the united states that i had to learn on my own you know, mm. through reading, educating, going online, asking, you know, black Americans questions about history and their lives and what they went through. And it informed my perspective. So I just think we all have to commit to that. Like, if you want to know more, the information, I mean, right now, especially in this era, the oh, information is right there. There's no excuse. It's there. Google. Google, <laughs> Google right racial there. inequality and everything will come right. up for the first 50,000 pages. Right. <laughs> we all have phones and iPads and laptops. I mean... Come on. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I again, am I a little nervous about this? Of course. Yeah, I am. But I want to tell a story. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And what do you think people, like, 
we know that this story is again told and expressed, but not like on a widespread, you know, medium. What do you think people who are unaware about this will gain from watching the film? Um, and as far as just being informed and educated, um, I think people will realize that challenging racism isn't so black and white. And I don't mean that in the literal sense, but you, you guys yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That there are real consequences that people have to face because it's systemic. It's not a personal... Yes, there are instances where someone personally offends you, but the infrastructure of racism is systemic. It's supported mm -hmm. by corporations. It's supported by institutions. It's supported by police departments. You know, so... You, one little person with not many resources and a lot of things on the line, have to put, hedge your bets on something that will likely negatively impact your life. Mm -hmm. And that is a real challenge. And it, it, it it's something that, you know, I wish we didn't have to deal with. It's not fair that we're put in that position, but I, it makes me realize, like, yo, this is why a lot of black people in the public, I don't say anything. This is why they don't say anything, because they'll get fired, they won't get hired. You know, they'll be labeled crazy. The press will make up some headline and say they went on a rant. Right. Mm. Oh. Tirade. Here we go. Right? Drop them gems. You mm. know what I mean? That It's never about a legitimate opinion or, you know, expressing hurt or pain mm. or something that needs to be examined. You know, we just get dismissed. And again, it's because there's an infrastructure in place that supports that. And then there are also white people who know what's going on that's not right. They're not going to say anything for the same reason. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I got to look out for me. Fuck that. <laughs> and if we're competing and, I, and I'm in a better position than you, why am I going to help you? Right. Silence you. to me is like almost close to the equivalent of violence in this situation because by not saying anything, you're letting you someone possibly... Contribute. Yeah, you, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the way I feel about, you know, sometimes like, it's like, like, oh, never mind. But it's okay. But basically like silence is a response at the end of the Agreed. day. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's a, Agreed. It's a response. And not only Agreed. that, Yes, you can play, use utilize your privilege to give you a better position. But now you're telling the oppressor that they can exploit you in different ways as well. Facts. Because you're exploiting the oppressed, as, you know. As well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's why I'm like, I don't know why people are up in arms about Trump. This is exactly what you, this is what this happens is what you, this when you, you don't up say anything. When you say nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. It you happens. know, what, black people, people of color, women have been telling y'all. This is going on. These are these these are the issues. We're protesting. We're crying. We're frustrated. We're creating art that, like, you know, seems to be our only main outlet to express pain. No one was taking it seriously, and now here are the consequences of that. Right. Mm. You know that's what it is. Well, let's uh, thank thank you for that. <laughs> You're right. it was deep. Yeah, it was <laughs> heavy. It was deep. Yeah. It was deep. Um, how can people get involved with the film? Um, I don't know if you're still doing crowdfunding for any additional uh, funds or resources, but how can people learn more about the film? Sure, absolutely. So you can log on to privilegedunhinged.com. Um, that has contains all the information about the film, the cast, the crew working on it, and also the crowdfunding campaign. The campaign has ended, but if you do want to contribute, just write me an email, londe at onescribemedia.com. All of that information is on the Privilege Unhinged mm. website. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thank you, guys. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we still just want to talk a little bit uh, real quick just okay. about, sure. I, I really want to get into to, to African Americans and minorities in the entertainment business. Okay. Mm. So 
you guys hold a huge responsibility because you guys are the people that people are seeing all the time and doing behind the scenes and in dominate in white dominated spaces mm. and male dominated spaces. Mm. You know, for you guys to create and, and and be on that platform, it's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see things like Love and Hip Hop or reality mm -hmm. shows and reality stars. I mean, these people are becoming like the new movie stars yeah. because they have that lane now. And, you know, scripted isn't, not that it's not popular, but it's 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 not being mass produced as much as reality is. Yeah, because it's so cheap to make. Yeah. Exactly. So, Lauren, for, for a working actress um, in the field, is that something that's discouraging to you? Or is it something that you would do? Or is that not on your scope at all as far as reality it's not on my scope not as your scope mm -hmm. right yeah no and and why because i mean it seems like not that everybody's getting a reality show but it seems like a lot easier to kind of break into that and 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 launch a platform from that rather than to do the 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 work of a of an actress and it seems like you know people are getting steady income from from reality yeah i mean they're getting steady income but how long does it really last mm. i mean you're a reality star, and then when that season is over or you're dropped, then what do you have? Because no one's going to take you seriously as an actor. Mm. No one's going to take you seriously as a businesswoman after they've watched you do all that extra ratchet and fighting stuff on national television. Yeah. Because it's a lot of reality stars that go on there, and they're like, oh, I want to act. And they'll if you watch some of their interviews, they'll say, oh, I went to this audition, and once the person saw who I am, the director, they had me escorted out. Because, I mean, really... It hurts the brand. I mean, yeah. it does. So mm -mm, that's that's not no. Have you been ever approached to do something like that? Reality show? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you just had to be like, nah. Mm -mm. Yeah, I, th I think I think reality. Like, I'm not saying all reality shows are bad, but I think it definitely, it's, it definitely puts you in a box. Like, you definitely yeah. put in a box, exactly. and if you do want to blossom in a career, it's kind of hard to be taken seriously after you've been. Pigeon held exactly. like that, and Londe, I know you've worked in oh, casting, but it. we had you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh -uh. Um, I, so many people I know personally love those shows, and it's a guilty pleasure. Definitely, yeah, I don't watch it them. I don't, I which is so to. ironic because I work in the reality sector, and that's another reason why I was so happy that I ended up at Leopard, the company I'm at now, because we just do like HGTV, like got happy you, got stuff, you. Right. you know. <laughs> Um, I got cause and but you know sometimes they want me to pitch to ratchet people and it's funny nothing ever goes through and I'm like you know there's a part of me that's like whoo what a relief um, look there's clearly an audience for this there are a group of people who this appeals to I'm not one of them um, I just think the content that they're consuming can be channeled in the scripted space with more valuable lessons and outcomes that like those characters I don't I don't want to condemn those people because, you know, whatever. Like, they're they're part of the black community, whether we want to admit it or not. But I think there's a better way to showcase their struggles and whatever they're going through without having them shit on each other and treat each other like crap on TV. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a way to tell a story or make a film or even do a reality show where those characters aren't presented in that way. But, you know, sadly, we don't control that formula. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, yeah, you could point to Mona Scott Young, but she's clearly stated her position and she doesn't give a damn. So right. she's all yeah. about that paper. But there might be someone else who wants to produce reality shows that might not have that vantage point. But unfortunately, again, we don't control 
what gets gets greenlit. You mm-hmm. know, and I know this personally. Most of the people who are greenlighting these shows are white execs, white male yeah. execs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Think that all black people are like this anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about not only becoming more visible on camera, but becoming visible behind the scenes. You have to get in that boardroom. You got to run the show. You have got to run the show yeah. if you want to see something different. So I'm not surprised that those shows are doing well because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're salacious and they're entertaining. But if we want to see something different, then you got A, you got to get in the boardroom, and B, you have to do more of your own content and, and show them that yeah. there's a better... I mean, Issa Rae wouldn't be on TV unless she created a platform and an audience for herself to prove, have tangible proof that she can that, handle that this. She, that she not only this. she can handle this, but that a show that was produced from her perspective would be successful. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so... And then Donald Glover, I mean, you know, with Atlanta. I was Atlanta, about to say, Atlanta was... Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Good example. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there, uh, there's going to be more of those guys to come, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's... Which is exciting. There's also Chewing Gum in the UK. UK. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know about that show. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Really? Um, yeah, it's helmed by a Ghanaian girl, and it's not this like proper British. That's the one who <laughs> thought she was uh, who who tells herself she looks like Beyonce. Is that one? Yes. That one. Okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's a dope show. It's funny. It's I finished funny. watching it last night. It was really funny. Okay. Um, very slapstick, you know. Yeah. Uh, type of comedy, but she's telling the black British perspective, and they address race and through humor. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice to see that because you know, the UK is different. Like they don't have mm. a there's a definite defined black community in the United States, right? Like, if you come here as a black person, you can easily integrate yourself into the black American experience. Where in the UK, that's not really, like, I mean, you don't really hear much about black British people. They just either integrate or they kind of are marginalized altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really refreshing to see that there was a community that we just didn't know about. So Mm -hmm. I think, again, I think more of those people are going to come through and there'll be more opportunities for people like me and Lauren to just say, you know what? Living hip hop's not my thing. I'm gonna go over here, right? You know, yeah. Um, now, what's gonna happen with those shows? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Reality right. is kind of dying, though. Yeah, because I think there's yeah. there, there was a there was a period where that's that was the only representation. Yeah. And and like Tyler Perry, those those were the only representations of us. But now you start to see, uh, uh you know, Issa Rae and Insecure and. Blackish and right. These Atlanta. are top shows. Empire, right. top right. empire. Right. You you get Power. a different look right. at yes. the the black diaspora and minority diaspora, which I think is amazing. Now, f- from you guys, because you guys are actually in the field, Londe, you being behind the scenes, it seems like every twenty years, uh, minorities get a spike as far as television mm-hmm. and media. So <laughs> we saw it in the nineties, we saw it in the seventies, where we were like in everything. But then, like, there's like ten years of like dry spells and 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 no representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys see for the future of black women, minorities, black men, and you know minorities as, as far as in television and, and and film? Where do you guys see it? Is it is you think it's gonna die out? Because I think you know even we don't want to say it, but uh, us having a black president, I definitely yeah. think had a lot to do with the narrative in this country. Uh, changing. So, how do you guys see the future of, of of media and entertainment? I'll start, Lauren. You can start. For African Americans. For yeah, yeah. It's not gonna stop me. Okay. At all. No matter what the curve is, if it no. fall off, or yeah. I mean, it goes back to what she was saying: create your own platform. Okay. If the door closes, bust it open. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because I know um, I did an interview with Hip Hop Weekly probably two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was talking to the editor, and she was just so proud, and she just kept going on and on about how so she was proud to see an African-American woman in that field succeeding and on the path to success. And, you know, so it goes back to what you guys are saying. Yeah. So I think, like, the more of us that do it, the better chances we have of overcoming the washout of us. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, yeah, again, like, it just seems like we, not maybe we fall off, but the networks to go, oh, this is not sexy anymore. You know, let's put less minority mm-hmm. shows on. And I know you you probably know from experience being in the field yeah. for a long time. So how, how does that work behind the board, like in the, in the boardroom? There definitely are waves of that um, that go, that fluctuate up and down. And I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference that might save us is that more black people are being um, promoted to executive titles. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Um, but again, I mean, they could lay them off. Who knows? All uh, right. Sure. So, <laughs> and then, um, yeah. and then you also have black people owning television networks, right? Which is key as well because they're yeah. gonna constantly have to cater to an African American. I mean, Oprah tried to do diversity; it just wasn't working for her business model. She literally had to lean back into the black community almost exclusively. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think if those people have that understanding, like, okay, I am a platform that's going to contribute to black artistry and more of those things start to pop up, whether it's online or on TV, I think we'll be okay. But there might be a reduction at some point. Um, Another thing that I think will help us too is that there are more platforms now. There's so many platforms. There's actually too many platforms. Yeah, it's, right a <laughs> it's a it's lot. It's a lot of content going on right now. But um, yeah, I think... Those those uh, factors might help us out in the long run, but you know you just gotta save your money when you make a lot of money and be prepared. Right. You know, I I mean, I know for me, yes. Do I want to remain in the entertainment business? Absolutely. But when I get that check, I'm investing in another business that's not related to entertainment. Right. Yeah. To save myself in case what you're talking about happens. Yeah. Right. So. Steve. What, what do you guys see? Because you did talk about a lot of mediums. And the first medium I think of is like Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think of social media being such a big push for a new wave of entertainment. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that's affecting the, the, the acting game? Because we see these Instagram stars blow up. And I yeah. know it's affected comedy in a way where it's like you don't have to take the traditional route yeah. of being on stage anymore. You could do it right from your home. And for actors, I feel like a lot of these social media stars are becoming actors and actresses because of their steady following. They yeah. may not have taken the traditional path of going to acting school, but there's something there. But do you feel like that helps or hurts um, the, 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 the field, the industry? Because you have people who may have talent but they haven't honed in on their skills. So is that helping or hurting the, the the industry, Lauren? I would say as an actress that takes her training and career very seriously, mm-hmm. it kind of hurts because when you have someone and just because they have numbers, they get that part. Right, right. So, yeah. Did, but is it is it also good because... I mean, a lot of minorities are blowing up off of this. They are. So yeah. they're getting more into the field. So, like, I guess it's sort of like a catch-22. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. It is. It goes down to when I was saying open your own door, which right. they are doing, and it's working for them. So right. it is a catch-22. Right. It, it really is. I think there's going to be room for both. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, think about it. Like most of the films in the Oscars or whatever, these are like trained thespians of like yeah, acting. Like these people are not Instagram celebrities. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's definitely going to be a lane for people who take the craft as seriously as you do and want to focus on the craft. But then there might be a lane for somebody who just wants a sitcom. Right. <laughs> and has a million followers on, on Instagram. Right. And it might not be that great of a show, but whatever. Again, that's what I was saying about before. Like, there's all these dual dualities in terms of, like, who people identify with. Mm-hmm. And those the talent might not be there, but, again, if there's a platform that exists and people consume the content, mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. Right. Kind of like with artists. Like, you have, like, you know... You have a musician, like an Anderson Pack, yeah. who has been playing the One drums. He's been hustling. He's been trying to, like, he can do so much. He can produce, mu- he can, you know, produce for himself, sing, do all this. And then you got Lil Yachty, you got number one hit. Do you see what I'm right. saying? Like, right. just based <sighs> off of a catchy tune. This I know. Can't. This is this. I know. This can't. Can't. Trust me, no one on this podcast probably hates Yachty more than me, just because of the Nas <laughs> comment. But, what do however, you say about Nas? Well, what was he would basically said that uh, he said he said Nas and people like Biggie and Tupac are overrated. Yeah, what? So, yeah, wow. Yeah, he well also <laughs> well one of his followers like wow. called him like better than Nas and he retweeted it and that's yeah. me already. I was like, Kodak thinks the same thing. Thinks better. Than I can't. Yeah. But anyway, I look at Yachty and like, so a, like, a, like a social media rapper. However, he got a number one hit. So there's lanes for both, uh, you know, an Anderson He pack. won't be around in five years. Maybe not. It's... But we also thought this about... Hmm. Think about it. All those ringtone rappers, they're gone. Soldier Boy still. Soldier Boy is still going. It's crazy. Nobody's crazy. buying his music. Nobody's like buying his music. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to Love and Hip Hop. He just got to go to Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. he's not doing anything. But he's fired well, from Love and Hip Hop. But to be fair, we mm-hmm. might. Yeah, he yeah, has streaming. Like, yeah. I, well, so, to be fair, though, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, social media is keeping a lot of these uh, quote unquote one what should be one hit wonder rappers alive mm-hmm. just because their following is now becoming cult followings because of social media so someone like a little yachty that we do not I do not personally care for at all there are you know what is it now five million mm. who will tell me otherwise and yeah. tell me right. that he's the future he's what we want to hear this okay. then and third he's only 19 he's not even like 24 yet you know and same goes for someone like a Fetty Wap Right. So it's like at the end of the day, there are there are fans for this. There are people that want more, exactly that want that, that sound. So, yeah. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, like we might say they're only here now, but that's kind of you know what I'm sure what people go to acting school say about these social media actors who don't know how, once they get in front of a real on a real set, are they going to last? Maybe not, but maybe yes. No, because yeah. at the end of the day, there is some sort of thing there that keep that brought them to this platform. Well, well, I, guess, I guess because there's more doors for entry, uh-huh. it kind of creates these muddled situations. You know, and I was talking to a friend about this. I was like, I feel like the internet democratizes every industry. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you could get in how if you get the followers in the in whatever business you want. Um and sometimes people fall through the cracks who aren't very talented. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> That's just what it is. Yeah. That's just what it is. All right. So, like, I know we gotta we gotta run soon. I just want to get everybody's opinion on what their favorite uh, show or movie out right now. Like, what's what's something that you guys are excited to watch and uh, and and to observe going on TV or you know it could be internet or web series or movies. So, Lauren, 
We know The Walking Dead, and we're going to watch The Walking Dead, <laughs> episode 11, all right, coming off of that break. But what was something that, that, that you feel is, like, one of the hottest shows out that, you, that you're proud to watch? Power. Power. Mm-hmm. Power is major. I love Power. Yes. I love Power. Um, it's, so, it's such a good, it's such a good show. It's like, I don't know. The debates on Twitter just be killing me, though. Oh <laughs> what, on Power? Yeah. It's so, like, I'm so involved with it. I'm not going to root for the other woman, so Angela can get the fuck out. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to root say, for the I'm other really, woman. I'm not Team Ghost. You're not Team I'm Ghost. Not, yeah, no, he's a piece I'm, of shit. Yeah, exactly. He is a hey, piece of hey, shit. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not Team Ghost. Hey, now. He okay. is the ultimate <laughs> fucking boy. You like all he these is. male characters. No, 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 no. He is the ultimate. You got a bias. So many people argue with me about that. I get in a lot of arguments over Ghost. He is the ultimate fuckboy. I, I, I will admit, ultimate. Ghost is really not making brothers look good. But <laughs> he's not. I would never defend Ghost. But what what I what I do think about Why are we Ghost. We talk about women. We should talk about Ghost. Like Ghost is very Ghost. He's in a lot of situations very strategic. What I think Ghost downfall. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. What I think Ghost downfall. Ghost downfall is pussy. That's Ghost's downfall. He he always gets it. the only thing that seems to clog his mind is women. Like, Weak ass motherfucker. He can he can move. <laughs> no, okay, but he kept everybody alive. Now he did keep people alive. That's cute. He could keep nobody from getting possibly ever fucking killed what, if what? he kept it in his damn pants. What? They, that too. That's, that's exactly nobody would have to even he be close to people dying alive that if it wasn't he for this shit. in the first place. Hey. Well, you got to understand. They could live their peaceful ass <laughs> lives without motherfucking ghosts. No, 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 no. The there's, there's no peaceful lives because Tasha's Angela a drug queen pin. Angela's a boring Angela's a, no, Tasha's a drug queen pin. Like, she knew what she signed up for. Don't, make, don't just make these excuses but like, oh, they're going to Pottery Barn every Friday. So let no. another man ruin <laughs> Everybody's Tasha's trapping. life. What you mean? Let another man who wants to have more sex with her ruin her life because that Somebody girl's not getting ru- dicked down enough. Who? <laughs> who Tasha? Not get- she wanted it too bad. Well, look, here's what I'm saying. Like, she knew what she signed up for. Don't That's make great. it Give seem her to somebody like else. It- well, she if she wants to trade in her minx and her and her jewelry and all that shit. She just wants some more penis. No, no, no. That's not all she wants. She lives in the lap of luxury, and that's why she always continues to cover her own ass as well. Cause she doesn't want to leave the lifestyle. Stop caping for people who lead a lifestyle. Mm. That they also have to be Ghost contributed with. Ghost is just a piece of shit. He needs Agreed. to get out of the picture okay. and a lot of things will be easier. Well, Tasha Ta- could go be the gold digger that doesn't almost get Tasha's killed. Tasha's not stand-up. She's oh not a stand-up God. girl either. And Angela no. was? No. Oh. I'm not saying that either. So okay. I'm saying Ghost None is of these a people piece are of shit. <laughs> None of these people are stand-up people. So yes, and Ghost, Ghost is all of them the proprietor. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, but we wouldn't be as entertained. Hey, she no, she's. I'm fine with the gold digging kingpin wife. Right, you can't. Don't cape for them because that's not fair. But then when the kingpin everybody's a piece of shit. Everybody's a piece of shit because everybody's caping for their own capabilities. Tasha knows that she put up with certain stuff just because why. She got to maintain that house. Yeah, but Ghost wasn't no ride or die. Again, it goes I'm back not, to my argument. I'm not right? saying... <laughs> I, damn exactly. argument. Thank you, Did you ever Stay hear here. me say that? I never said Ghost was a ride or die. I'm just saying everybody is a piece of shit on that show. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost is just a bigger piece of Ghost shit. Ghost is the puzzle, and they are the puzzle pieces. Hey. If he wasn't no damn puzzle, they would be in another fucking box. Are they, but are they in that box? <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. Thank you. Ha. <laughs> thought they had me. The they thought word. they had me. 
I, no, I'm not. I'm gonna let you get the last word. I'm sorry. I'm just. I get passionate <laughs> about cool, stuff like that. Cool. <laughs> All right, so we have power. I love power. I absolutely do. Yeah. Ghost is a piece of shit. <laughs> you got some fly suits though. Them suits is on point. Them suits is on point. All right, so Lonnie, <laughs> uh, what's a show that you're absolutely encouraged and and happy about that's on TV? Insecure for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, I Issa Rae is like in a position that I would love to be in. Mm. So she's inspirational. You know, I look up to what she's doing. And I like the show. You know, it's funny. The characters are relatable. And I'm a little biased. I do love seeing young, dark-skinned women helming a show. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. that, 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 that just started. You know, with, between that show and uh, Chewing Gum, I'm like, damn, okay, cool. Right. You know, mix it up. Let's do this. You know, which is great. Um, but yeah, I love Insecure. And films. I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately, actually. Me too. I watched, did you watch The Stretch and Bobito? Yes. It was awesome. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. And then also Hip Hop Revolution. Now, I heard, all right, so I heard that was really good. That's on Netflix, right? Yes. I heard it was really good, but I heard if you're like a hip hop fan, like you're not really, you're not going to gain anything from that. I'm still going to check it out, hmm. though. Um, I knew a lot of the information, but I didn't know as many details. Gotcha. So like now I can say, okay, well, this person was, the one that created the scratching of the records. This one created the loop. You know, this mm-hmm. one created this. And I now I know who these people are. Like, I know their names, but I just didn't know what they did. I just thought they were part of groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think having that con- that information presented so precisely is helpful, personally. Right. But I love hip-hop, so um, I enjoyed watching yeah. those docs. That's right. Yeah. Lindsay, what's the show? Um, This is also biased for me, too. Um, I'm looking forward to the breaks. Oh, Breaks is coming up in February. Yes, that looks really good. And, it does. you know, they, I mean, they got, not only do they have, like, the original cast from the movie, you know, they got Antoine, Mac, and um, Afton, but they also have, you know, Tiana Taylor, T.I., uh, Gloria Rubin. So it's, and I, I got to go on set and, like, interview them and stuff, and it looks so good. Okay. The storylines seems to be, and from what I've seen, like, seems dope. Like, it's very hip-hop oriented, very oriented, very 90s oriented. Very diverse cast, and it just it it looks really hella good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm did you guys like the Get Down? Yes. You like that? Show? It was I corny did. as hell after yeah, episode three. Really I'm like, like God damn, I, this I, is corny. I thought the first episode was very. I thought the first episode was very cheesy. Um, I thought the intro cheesy. was just always great. Because yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Jesus, please. Um, <laughs> but I I thought I thought they really captured the essence of of that time period. Absolutely. Um, the South Bronx. Completely. South Bronx. Yeah. I thought I thought it was cool. Yes, it was a little. It was a little. It was a little really cheesy at, at 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 times. But I think it has room to grow. All right. I'm gonna give it a shot. Good. I watched a few episodes and I was like, eh. I was I got into it after the second episode. I was like, all right, let me give all it right. a shot. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Yeah. I'm gonna give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'm still caping for Martin. Shout out to Martin. Um, what about you? Definitely. What you checking for? Martin. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Where has he been? I don't know. I love he's Martin been, Lawrence. Yeah. He's been going through all, crisis after crisis throughout oh the past God. like 15 years. So yeah. I'm praying for so him. He'll funny. get it together. But the Martin show is still, still watch the Even marathon. Even stand up is stand fantastic. Up, incredible. Everything. Deaf yeah. Comedy Jam. Deaf Comedy Jam, which they bought all Deaf Digital bought that back. That's that's dope. Um. I did uh, watch Barry. I've been really going through I started that. watching that yesterday. I've wanted that to watch that. It's like what the is embodiment that? of he Barack is. Obama. He is. He's really good at oh. Young Barack. He was smoking reefer and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> twisting up trees. It's basically, it's basically about him battling um, his race, racial identity. Yeah. I have to finish mm. watching it, though. And when he comes to New York City. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, we, well, before we go, where can they? Uh, these everybody finds you guys and um, twenty seventeen. Just tell me plans. I'm excited for y'all for twenty seventeen. So where can they find you? Lauren. Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You love Lauren Q. Okay. And the love is spelled L U V. That's right. Thug Same love. thing for Instagram. You love Lauren L U V. Facebook Lauren Quatavia. Okay. Q U A T A V I A. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'll follow you on all those medias. And Londe? Um, I'm at Londe Yusuf on everything. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you can check out more about like my business at onescribemedia.com. One is spelled out. It's not a number. So onescribemedia and everything is at Londe Yusuf. And I'm kind I actually find I think I'm the only Londe Yusuf on the planet. Shout out fun. to you. Hey. <laughs> Some Londe Youssef, shut up. And Lindsay, where can they find you? Um, I'm currently taking a hiatus from social media. Oh, so yeah, we gotta talk. Unfortunately, um, but I'll be back soon. So just Lindsay India on Twitter and Instagram, L I N D S E Y I N D I A, like the impoverished country. Love y'all though. <laughs> and then uh, Snapchat, Lindsay India. You could probably get me on there right now though. I'm I check it sometimes. Um, okay. but yeah, I'm taking a little hiatus. I'll be back. Okay, and yeah, I'm focused. Yeah, more or less, more or less. She's right. She won't even tell me. I'm mad actually <laughs> at her because there's another. That's another story. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at it's Jameer I T S J A M E E R. If you're uh, over forty and like my mom mm-hmm. and still active on Facebook, you can find me <laughs> at Jameer Pond on Facebook and on Snapchat. It's uh, I am Jameer. So. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. This was of wonderful. Course. Thank you for having us. Yes. yes. Don't don't Great leave time. yet. We got to take a, a group picture, but sure. Um, I just want to tell y'all to stay stay um, empowered, keep moving forward, and because we need more faces like you guys behind and in front of the camera, and I'm just thankful. To... Keep educating. Yes. Please. Thank keep you. Educating. Everybody. Please. Thank you. Yes. 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 And I can't wait to watch. You're not gonna die in The Walking Dead. No, um, not that I know of. All right, all right. Let's keep, <laughs> not yet. Let's keep, let's keep some food on the table, roof overheads. <laughs> um, and again, thank you guys. This has been Play Cousins, and we out. Peace. 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 Bye.